Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Even in times when it's hard to trust anyone or anything, we can always remember that Jesus is trustworthy. In Promises, we will learn about what Jesus promised us and how we can continually count on Him to keep His promises. Enjoy this week's message. Well, I want to welcome all of you to week two of our series entitled Promises. What a time in all of our lives right now where we can use something that we can truly stand on, something that we can count on, and we're looking at the promises that Jesus gave. In fact, we're looking at a specific time period before Jesus goes to the cross. Last week we looked at a passage of scripture where Jesus was there with his disciples and said, I've established a new plan, a new promise, a new covenant, and it's something that you can count on. And this week, we're gonna look at another promise from Jesus that was given at that Last Supper. I'm gonna ask you, if you have your Bibles, to turn with me to the book of John, chapter 16. We're gonna look at verses 32 through 33. I wanna welcome all of those that are watching at our McKinney campus. Welcome those at our new Hazlitt campus. Of course, all of you at our Keller campus and the surrounding region and people that are watching from multiple different places. We're hearing testimonies of people literally outside the United States that God's speaking hope and God's speaking faith and God's encouraging them right where they are. And so we're so excited to have all of you with us along for the ride, joining in during this very interesting time and interesting season. I wanna welcome all of you that may watch this message on playback. I wanna start by just celebrating the Milestone Church family. I'm so honored, I'm so privileged. I count it as one of my life's greatest blessings to be your pastor. And we had a moment that I wanted to bring you into this week where by Zoom we gathered all of the staff of Milestone Church onto a call. I wanted to just encourage them. I wanted to tell them how proud I am of them. I wanted to share with them some things that I believe God has been saying to us and saying to me. So we had a little moment spiritually and then we began to celebrate. We began to celebrate all that God is doing in the midst of all of the challenges and we began to talk about some things that I want you to know that the celebration and the encouragement on that phone call is all because of you. It's because we get the opportunity every day to serve people like you and this great family called Milestone Church. We began to talk about the fact that our pastoral team literally sent thousands and thousands of texts to those that are part of our church family as well as just reaching out to people that have connected with us in any way. There were heavy, really difficult responses that came from people that were having challenges even outside of this virus, things in their lives, and yet we had a chance to pray with them, to encourage them. We heard from so many that were just thankful to know that there were people praying and people that cared, and so there was just an impact made by that. We literally turned several of our staff members into a call center to field those requests, and so people are being reached out to, people are being ministered to, It's so exciting to see a lot of you that are having virtual small groups and you're still meeting together in whatever way that you can, which is a very powerful thing. We also, through our missions department, had the opportunity 
uh, to reach out to our community and helping seniors. We have helped so many seniors uh, in different senior facilities as well as throughout our community of taking them food. Thank you to all of you that have volunteered for that, by the way, and, and reaching out to seniors. We've been able to donate to those that are helping uh, children from low-income families that depend upon school meals. That's because of your generosity, so thank you for that. We were told that one of the great needs was blood. And I just wanna tell you, because you're a mobilized, activated, engaged group of people that we threw out there, let's do a blood drive in just a matter of moments, uh, we filled up an entire uh, setting there, an entire truck, if you will, and, and, and it was totally full. And the guy who runs that said, I've just been amazed at the, the activation and the efficiency, and it was just amazing, as well as we did a drive-through supply drive, and what a, what a great, powerful moment it was, free of charge. We were able to help people with some essential supplies and we heard so many testimonies of people that were impacted by that. I heard about one gentleman who said, I, I never saw myself in a position where I would need something like this. Before all of this, everything was going fine, but he was so moved by the fact that a church cared enough to reach out and show him God's love and generosity. And so it's just amazing. Uh, the church is still active. The church is still being the hands and feet of Jesus. So thank you for the church that you are. I wanna continue with this Promises series and talk to us this week a little bit about how do you stand on the promises of God during painful moments? Beyond what we're just facing, but I think it's very important because many people struggle with where is God in the midst of challenging circumstances in, in painful moments? Where, what, what do we stand on? And as I told you the first week, if you don't know the promises of God, if you don't know the things Jesus actually said and the things he wants to reveal to us, then you could be lacking when you face those troubled moments in life because Jesus has promised us some great things. And so we're going to look at John 16. I, I know one of the things, though, that's been just humorous is the meme game because everybody's online has been pretty strong. I know everyone's looking for predictability. Everybody's looking for some routine. And, and yet one of the things that I've found, you know, the Bible says laughter doeth good like a medicine. And uh, if you're just tuning in and, and wondering what's Milestone Church about, well, you're gonna get a big dose of that. We're about Jesus. We're about showing Jesus's love to others. But one thing that we love to do too is, is, is you just gotta laugh sometimes in life. We're not laughing at the circumstances or the situations, but a little bit of humor goes a long way. I, I was impacted by just some of the means. One that I saw was I used to roll the toilet paper like a slot machine. Now I roll it like I'm cracking a safe. That, that's funny. Where, where's Waldo? What, what a funny game. It says, where, where's Waldo is a whole lot easier now because of the social distancing. So the social distancing edition of where's Waldo, he's a whole lot easier to find. I really cracked up at this one right here. And that is get set for the return of parents as hairdressers. 
Now, now you may not know this, but I once had hair and I think I had a few of those haircuts because my mom was my hairdresser and uh, it, it got really bad sometimes. Uh, I thought this one was funny. Even the pets are in on it. And so look at this. Here, here's the master who's wearing, the dog has got his master wearing that cone, you know, and uh, it says, look, it's for your own good because you won't quit touching your face. <laughs> you got to admit, that's hilarious. And, and, and my greatest one of all is I heard a guy say this. He said, I know how to handle shelter in place because I spent 85% of my childhood grounded. And so that's a, quite a humorous thing. But the, the fact is that we've got the memes going and we've got all these different things because we're just trying to figure out how to cope with a very different situation. And we're talking about the promises of Jesus. And I'm not in any way trying to compare this huge moment in human history, Jesus's life, Jesus's final moments. If you're not aware, Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead. Jesus is different than any other religion on the planet. In fact, he didn't come to give us a religion of things that we have to do to get to God. He came and lived the life that we couldn't. He came and paid the price that we couldn't pay. He came and lived a perfect life so that if we receive him, we can have a relationship with a perfect God. So this is the most important monumental moment in human history, yet... There's some interesting things about it in the way Jesus is talking to his disciples. And so if we come into that teaching moment as we are followers of Jesus, then we can see the principles, if you will, that he's giving his disciples. And I think it's helpful to us. And during this season and during this time where we're, we're looking for predictability, we're looking for what we can anchor ourselves to, that's why it's so powerful to go to the promises that Jesus has for us. In this moment here in John chapter 16, here in the book of John, these are these final farewell moments of Jesus. He's in this moment in this last supper with his disciples. And it's, it's, it's very powerful what he's been saying to them. He's actually telling them some of the challenging things that they're going to face. He, he tells them some pretty heavy things, in fact. He even says, you're going to be put out of your place of worship. You're gonna, some of you are going to be killed for my namesake. And they're going to think when they do this, they're actually pleasing God. And he just talks about a whole lot of real challenging things that they're going to face. And he's been giving them instruction. He's been giving them direction. He's been giving them a little bit of correction. But I love in this moment here in John 16, he, he starts turning the conversation to assurance, confidence, and hope. He starts bringing that to them. And, and he, doesn't, he doesn't in any way minimize. And, and the truth is right now, uh, there's no minimization of the economic challenges, the health challenges, the, the lifestyle routine challenges we're going through. So, so we're not just trying to sugarcoat it and be like, everything's okay. Jesus didn't do that in this moment, but he does give some assurance and confidence and hope right here. He himself is about to go through a very trying thing. He's about to go through the crucifixion. He literally will, after this moment, end up in a garden where he sweats blood. So the pressure is intense, 
And again, this is a unique moment, but the Bible is living and active and the truths of Jesus still come into our lives today. I think there's a lot of hope in what he says. He says, a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. I'm sorry when I read that, even that is kind of interesting. Jesus is like, like shelter in place. Now, again, it's not that. They're, they're literally gonna be scattered because they're running and in, in, in having to run for their lives and they're gonna have to find places of hiding. But anyway, I just couldn't think, I could, just had to think about the fact that we are all in our own homes. But you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone for my father is with me. So Jesus says, you're gonna desert me. Even those closest to me are gonna walk away, but I know that I have the Father. So he's modeling for them how this works. And this is where assurance and confidence comes. I've told you these things, all these principles. I've told you these recent things, but remember, he's been with them and they're about, he's about to go away from them. So they're even confused by that. They don't know about everything that's gonna happen. But he says, I've told you these things. I've told you these things. That's why we go to the things Jesus told them and he tells us through the promises of his word. You, you know, one famous theologian said this, that you look at the world, you should read your newspaper, but you look at the newspaper, but you let your Bible interpret and give you perspective on the events of the day. If you let the news be the leading voice of how you see the world, then you will always end up in a difficult place. And that's why Jesus says this, all these events that are gonna happen to you, I've told you these things so you can have my perspective on it. So that in me, you may have peace. There's the hope. You can have peace in me now. And then he says, in this world, you will have trouble. Now this is not earth shattering. This is not some huge revelation for they lived in a troublesome time. And if you're familiar with the Bible, then the people of the Bible walk through challenging moments. But, but what makes this promise so powerful from Jesus? We all know in this world, we're gonna have trouble. You live long enough, you will face challenges and trouble. But what makes this promise so powerful is this had never been said before because Jesus and what he's about to do in conquering death and hell and the grave and paying the price with his own body for our eternal salvation and our relationship with him, this is where the promise now takes on a whole new understanding. And this is a promise for you. He says this, you will have trouble, but take heart. There's courage there. Did you know this word here, it's a powerful word. It's called tharseo, meaning courage and strength. Back to this assurance side, Jesus used it, it's only used a few times in the gospel. I found this very interesting, very powerful. It's used in moments of great distress and great problems where Jesus says there's a courage that you can take on as he speaks into your life the truth of who he is. And so this was used with the woman who had the issue of blood. It's the same one that is used when the disciples were out in the lake and the, the waves came and the winds came and they're scared to death and he walks on the water out to them, Tharseo here saying, look, take courage, take courage. Why? Because it's me. And he says this, I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. 
You say, what do we do with this promise? Well, I would like to give you a few things that I believe in this moment a lot of times, Jesus saying this into our present circumstance. Well, what is Jesus saying in this moment? What's God saying to all of us in this? Because when you go through things, you have the opportunity to really seek and say, okay, what is he saying to us? Of course, he's telling us to take heart. There's peace available. There's courage available for you, but what's he really saying to us? And so I've thought about that myself, just being transparent with you. These moments, um, I'm, I'm a person that has routines in my life. I have things that I do. It's like I felt a little bit, probably like a lot of you, like when my kids were younger several years ago, I went to the park trying to be fun dad. And I was pushing them on the merry-go-round and then they asked me to get on the merry-go-round. I got on it. Of course, I didn't realize how big they were and how utilizing this centrifugal force that they could get this merry-go-round going, I got on it. And, and I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, like I've overplayed my hand and they were having a fun time just spinning me around on this thing. And they laughed even harder when I got off of it and I couldn't hardly walk. Uh, maybe not that drastic, but at some level, just like you, I feel like I've been spun around a little bit on a merry-go-round, a little disoriented. A lot of the projects and things that I was working on, the routine of our staff, the routine of my home and family. But you say, what, what has God been saying to you? Well, I wanna share with you some things as I've prayed for you, just some things as I've had more time to really spend before God and meditate, I think that we can really hear what God is doing right now. What is he saying to us? What does he wanna do in the midst of challenging circumstances and situations? Number one, he meets us in our pain. He meets us in our pain. Now I realize that all of you listening are at different levels of pain. There's some of you that it's just simply the pain of your routines and the challenges of now homeschooling your kids or, or others of you may be sick with this virus or having other type of illnesses or you may have lost someone that you love. I, I, I totally understand as a pastor, there's varying degrees. Personally, I don't like any kind of pain. I, I'm a creature of comfort, just like you. I, I don't, I don't want to deal with pain. When I go to the dentist and they're like, you know, do, do you want the gas? I'm like, yes. I mean, it's like, is it, is it legal now to fully knock someone out before you drill for a cavity? I, I don't want any kind of pain. And I know we're all that way. We, we don't want it, but it comes. Because remember, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But how do we anchor ourselves to his promise? Well, I think first of all, it's your perspective about trouble and challenge and circumstance. Where does it come from? A lot of people want to know. Where is God in this? And I want you to know, I've talked to a lot of people who have hardened their heart toward God in a moment of trouble and in a moment of pain as I've pastored for over 25 years. And I don't want that to happen to any of us. Well, well the truth is, where does this all come from? What is God doing in it? First of all, the pain and the problems and the challenges of our world, there's a real enemy. When, when you look at a situation, there's a devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We live in a broken world. We live in a world that on this side of heaven has trouble in it. It has sickness in it. It has pain in it. It has problems. 
Our longing, as the Bible says, that he's put eternity in our hearts, our longing for things to be right, to be perfect, to be put together, is an eternal longing on the inside of us. Not that God can't come and establish his kingdom here on earth and wherever God is, he brings life, he brings order, he brings power, but we still have trouble. We still have challenges and so we live in a broken world. Even though, even though, even through this shelter in place, I mean, I heard recently that there's abuses and challenges and things coming up. That's just a sign we live in a broken world. Another reason is there's poor choices sometimes in our lives. We act in an unwise way and we bring these things into our world. The, the fact is though, that if we all understood why and we understood how and we understood where, and what all is going on, if we could look into a crystal ball and tell everyone about what's going to happen and how it's all gonna work out, it wouldn't really make that much difference because still in this world we have trouble and we still need the promises of Jesus to walk through it. And so pain, not that we wanna attribute to God or even celebrate it or even worship it or make a big deal out of it, it's just a reality. How do we deal with it? Well. We have to know this, that Jesus wants to come into our challenging moments. If you study the scripture, God's people had challenges. Jesus was known as one who went into relationships and into settings and got close to people in the midst of their pain. C.S. Lewis said it this way. He said, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks in our consciences. He will speak to us in our conscience but he shouts to us. He shouts to us in our pains. So in these settings, here's our real question. What's God wanting to do? He's wanting what he's always wanted to do. Come close to us, speak to us, reveal himself to us. And so maybe you're sitting there going, what do I do with all this? Maybe this is a situation that could get you to the place where you really invite Jesus in. Here's the second thing I believe God is doing. He's helping us to see that we're in a defining moment. I believe this is a defining moment. And you look back on history, when we look back on Jesus, when we look back, then by looking back, sometimes it helps us to interpret the present and the future. And that is that when these moments happen, God is up to something, revealing himself in a unique way. Because when challenges come, the enemy always has a plan and a purpose, but God has a purpose too. And so there are people watching me right now, you've walked through pain and challenges and circumstances in your personal life. You, you've, you've walked through things in your relationships or in your health or with people that you love. And, and you know that God has shown himself strong to you. He's revealed himself in a unique way. If you look at our culture, we've been through wars and we've been through things and I've been having the opportunity to connect with our young people, the next generation, and I, I was able to really speak to them uh, through online, our Elevate students, and I said, this is a moment for them. We get upset with them a lot of times because they don't display the resiliency, the courage, the wisdom, the stewardship, and I do believe that this is a moment that young people can be impacted in a way that they see the fragileness of life, that they see the importance of trusting God and depending on God. And so I believe there's some things God wants to shape in us in defining moments. So you can have experiences and never grow or never learn, but you 
if you're open to it, God's wisdom will flood to you in moments that are defining like one of the moments that we're in right now. The third thing is, is I believe he's wanting to teach you something. I believe he's wanting to teach me something. I believe in these moments if we're willing. By the way, he always wants to talk to us. He wants to teach us. He's always speaking, by the way. God's always, he's a communicator and he wants to speak to us. But a lot of times we're not dialed in. It's like when I was a young boy, we didn't have all these different channels. I would go out, the door would be open. I'd be out there turning the old antenna. My dad, there it is, there it is. And you get on the right spot and then you could tune in and then you could get the, the, the television programming. Well, sometimes, I'm not saying God causes bad things. What I am saying is, in challenging things, God will use those times to tune us in. He wants to teach us something. He wants to show us something. I heard a story about a family who has a teenager that's been distant and they've just kind of been passing each other with all the activities. Well, you know what? One of the things we can be grateful for in this is it kind of stops everything, slows it down where there's connection and there's dialogue. And maybe in this moment, the rebelliousness in that teenager can be changed by God and by parents that are interacting and loving and spending time. I heard a story uh, about some empty nesters who their kids came back home from college and what they were asking our pastoral team, pray for us because we now have been changed. Our kids are coming back home. They're here because of all the colleges shut down. We want them to see our faith. God's given us a second chance. Did you know there's so many things in these challenging moments that God can teach us? I believe he has a plan and he has something that you will come out of this with to say that revelation of God's nature and character and truth is now branded in my heart and I learned it through this circumstance or in this situation. The fourth thing is he's showing us what our souls need most. He's showing us that we draw energy, I'm telling you, I'm being transparent myself, we can draw energy, adrenaline, and even meaning sometimes from our schedules. And so we look to a lot of times external things to provide for us what only God can provide in our souls. Do you know there's a reason God said, be still and know that I am God. Did you know one of the things we can be thankful for in this moment, now I realize we have health professionals and we have others that are working around the clock and I want you to know I'm praying for you and even in that, God can still still your heart and your soul if you'll bring it before him. But for a large part of at least the community that I pastor, it's all just been kind of stopped. Do you know God can use that in this moment to still and quiet our busyness so that we connect with him? One of Jesus's teachings was that he says, I'm the vine my wife is wanting to plant outside and flowers and things because she just loves those things around our house. And he says this, look, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Apart from being connected to me as the source, you can do nothing. You know, a lot of times we're looking to the externals to provide for us the wholeness and the happiness and the fulfillment in our soul. And in this moment, I believe God can show us that he wants to meet with us. Can I tell you one thing God wants to show you in this? I know he's, something is working on me. Jeff, will you let me lead and will you listen? What I find is that when we're willing to let him lead us 
and we're willing to spend time in his word, spend time with him, what we read and him speaking through that can be a lot of times what our soul needs. And so God can show you that in this moment. Here's the fifth thing. He's reminding us that he's the source of our provision. One of the largest things people are concerned about in this is will our economy come back and what about job loss? And some of you have lost your jobs. Some of you are in financial challenges. I, I, I understand and I want us to really take this moment because again, in a moment where external sources are cut off, it reminds us that it is God who supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. God is our supply, God is our source, and in this moment, we have the opportunity, if we'll yield ourselves to God, to truly see him supernaturally provide for us. I pray that that comes into your soul. You know, Jesus was saying to his disciples, look, all this stuff's about to happen, but you can trust me. You can trust me, I'm gonna be there for you. I've overcome the world. The world's not your source. I'm your source, I'm your place of provision. In my own Bible reading this morning, in fact, just today, I, I literally, Jeremiah 17, I, I remember reading it as a young man, and sometimes you go back to those old anchored places in the Bible, and it says there that a person, a man, a woman whose trust is the Lord, even in a season of drought, they're a tree that's planted that their source comes and the water comes to that tree. And it says something so supernatural and so powerful. It's contrasting someone who doesn't trust the Lord. And it says that tree, that person whose trust is totally in the Lord, they will bear fruit even in a season of drought. No one again can look into a crystal ball and tell you everything that's about to happen. But I'll tell you this, whatever happens, God has, he's got a track record of providing for his people, those who will steward their resources God's way, walk with him. He has a track record of feeding his people with, with manna from heaven. He is a God that can be trusted. And so I encourage you, if you've never come to that place where you truly trust God for provision, he wants to show you that in this time. And here's the final thing. He's demonstrating the power of his church. At the start of our worship time together, we prayed for the big C church, the church around the world, the church that has different styles of worship, but the same Jesus, a, a church that has different programs and different things, but the same Bible, the same gospel. We're all part of the family of God. And so we believe God is showing up and using his church all over the world. But did you know he also is showing us here, Milestone Church, our church family. You know, I'm so thankful that as we have encouraged you and the Bible encourages us to not just be isolated, not just be a, a mob, but to, to really connect together. Did you know you build your relationships and you build spiritual family to prepare for moments like this? And, and the Bible actually says in Ephesians 4, 16, that when we're joined together, we're not just isolated and separated. When we're joined together by God, there's a supply that he comes to us through those relationships. Did you know this week, 
You were a supply to that man who needed those things. You were a supply to that lady who had immune suppression due to having arthritis and you were a supply to them. And did you know God is gonna continue to use his church? We, we are the representation. He's the head, he's the power. He's the one who does the saving. He's the one who does the healing. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. If you'll come to me, I'm the one who's overcome the world. But did you know a lot of times his distribution method is his church, it's his people. And so I truly believe in this moment, he's gonna use his church. Some of you out there, you may have been hurt by church or people or circumstances. Look, God brings us into moments where we realize that we need one another. This is one of those moments. And I'm so thankful that I get a chance to be a part of the family of God expressed through the relationships of this spiritual family. And we're gonna continue to let Jesus redeem people and touch people and show up. I truly believe on the backside of this, we're gonna see a harvest of relationships and people and souls that Jesus is gonna touch. He's showing us and revealing to us the power of his church. But the most important thing he wants to show you in this as we close, do you know the most important thing he wants to show you is that in times where things around us are shaking and there's challenges and there's tribulation, did you know in those moments where what we've been trusting in begins to be something that we can't take confidence in? Words from Jesus like in John 16, they're just words on a page unless you hear Jesus say them to you. That you can trust me, I've overcome the world. You can have peace, you can have good cheer, you can take heart, you can have courage, you can have life that really is life. The only way that works is, is it becomes real for you. So did you know, I believe there is someone watching me right now. You've tuned in to online church. Maybe a friend invited you. Maybe you've been to church several times or maybe you've never been before, but I believe there's someone watching me and all this circumstance and situation has brought you to a place where you've done some investigating. And, and you maybe know about Jesus, but you've not surrendered your life to Jesus. And you say, you know, Jesus says he's overcome the world. And if I'm gonna have victory in my life and I'm gonna have that peace, and I've just realized that I'm, I'm really, really leading my own life. And you've, you've maybe even tried to go down different paths and all of it has left you empty. Well, I want you to know this. If you ever fully surrender yourself to Jesus and you truly trust in the fact that he has died on the cross for you, he paid a sacrifice for you, that he's alive today. If you just invite him into your life, I promise you this, you'll never regret it. You'll never wanna give him back because he's gonna live inside of you and he's gonna speak to you and he's gonna show you and he's gonna change you. So if you want right now to say yes to Jesus, what's one of the things that God's wanting to say to a lot of people today? I sent you my son, will you receive him? He's the one who's overcome the world. So right where you are, you can say, Jesus, come into my life. I, I, I invite you in. You know that I've made mistakes, that I've missed the mark, but I confess you now as my Lord and as my savior. I invite you to become my 
Jesus, my Lord and my Savior. I don't even know, Jesus, what it means to follow you. I don't even know all the things that are, are involved there, but I, I, I trust you. I give myself to you. I know in this world there's trouble, but I'm so thankful that now I have you to walk with me through the trouble and the pain of this world. I give my life to you in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, there's pastors there in the chat room available for you. If you're on the live chat, if you're watching this later, then you can email us, text us. But I will, I will give you something you can do right now if you're watching me right now, is you can text meet Jesus to 97,000, 97,000. You can text that right now, meet Jesus to 97,000. And if you do that, I wanna send you a book I wrote called Closer that'll help you learn how to walk with Jesus and we'll give you some next steps to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. The final group I wanna pray for, if you'll just stay tuned in for just one more moment with me, I wanna pray for all of us. I'm praying for myself included. And I want us just to pray this prayer. Jesus, do in us what you wanna do in us in this time. We thank you that in pain, tribulation, and uncertainty, we have your promise. We thank you, Jesus, that you have overcome the world. We thank you that you wanna live in us and through us and walk with us and we receive whatever it is you're wanting to teach us and whatever it is you wanna show us. Maybe you might just take a moment there and pause at the end of our time together. Say, Jesus, here I am. Whatever you wanna to say to me, whatever you wanna to say to me, whatever you wanna show me, I have ears to hear, I'm ready, I have eyes to see, and I want you to lead me and I want you to guide me. In Jesus' name, amen. I wanna invite you back next week is we're gonna celebrate Palm Sunday together. We're gonna to continue our Promises series. And so I'm gonna encourage you to invite a friend. We'll be online together and we're gonna celebrate Palm Sunday, the week before Easter, we're gonna to celebrate together. I want you to know that I'm praying for you, I love you, and I could not be more proud of you for who you are. Let's let Jesus teach us what he wants to teach us in this season of uncertainty. God bless you, I love you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.